today is such an honor. I get to share with you someone I look up to in such a profound way, someone that I can depend on to remind me of my light, to remind me of my truth, and to get back up and keep going and go even bigger. It's my coach. And not only is he my coach, he's coached to some of my friends, but also to some of the biggest names in Hollywood. And Tim, you may have seen him on Oprah, Super Soul. You may have seen him on the stage at some of the biggest conferences in the world because I have seen him speak at a conference in Las Vegas. And I have to tell you, it's one of the most riveting speeches I've heard. I mean, I was lit up after that. We talk a little bit about that on this episode. But Tim's story, he's not only a speaker and a coach, he's a pastor. He's a philanthropist. He runs Congregation Church in Orange County, California. If you are in the area, I highly suggest you check it out. I love to go when I'm in town. He also is just showing up really big in the recovery space. Beyond all that, he's a funny guy. He cares about people and you can tell that in everything he does. You can feel it. So I want you to enjoy this episode. Be sure to tag us, tag Tim, tag myself, so that we can hear what your greatest takeaway was from this episode. I love when you all do that. So I just want to thank you from past times and thank you in advance for this time. The other thing I want to mention is that I just reached my first milestone goal on this podcast. And of course, I'm going to celebrate with you guys and I'm going to do a giveaway. So make sure that you are sharing, you are tagging me because I'm going to be giving away two tickets to Harmonious Hustle Live. That event is going to be so legit. I can't even wait to share. I mean, I think about this event every single day and it's not even happening until May. And you want to be there. You want to be there not only because you are going to remember so much about who you are and what you're made of, but you're also going to connect with other women who are showing up big for themselves. And I have it designed and I'm doing these these interactive practices so that you get to really connect with women and it's going to be comfortable. It's not going to be awkward because we're going to get you so in your body into feeling so good to feeling so open that you're going to want to connect. You're going to feel that goodness. So you got to be there. And if you haven't bought tickets already, buy them. And if you have bought tickets, win them for a friend, maybe a friend that can't come on her own or a friend that you just want to give a gift that is going to keep on giving to her. But circulate the good and play along for the giveaway. I will be announcing more about that soon. But for now, enjoy this episode. You are now listening to The Harmonious Hustle, where we redefine what it means to be a woman on fire. I'm Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author and success coach for boss babes ready to make bold moves. In this podcast, we'll discuss all things purpose, pleasure, and profits. You should know, I am obsessed with sparking unrealistic upgrades in your life and business. It's my true intention to convince you to say, hell yes, to your wildest dreams. If you and I haven't connected yet, I would love to hear from you. Let's connect on Instagram. And while you're there, be sure to check out my free Money Energetics training series. Scope my page while you're there for other freebies and support. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. I am so excited to bring you my coach, 
someone that I look up to, someone that I actually, you know, call for guidance. He's seen me crying. He's seen me going through it. And he also cheers me on. So I just can't wait to have him here with you guys. His name is Tim Story. And if you don't know Tim already, I'm just going to ask him the questions to share all the little nuggets of wisdom that really led me to say yes to working with him and really just look up to him and all he does. So Tim, welcome to Harmonious Hustle. Thank you so much for being here. It's so good to be here. And I want to say that you are a good crier. <laughs> you don't have that awful cry. <laughs> you know, like there's pictures out there, right? Of memes of oh, I have people. that. <laughs> With an awful cry, you got a nice, pleasant cry. Thank you, thank you. I promote crying because I say, like, get it out. <laughs> but it's really funny. And that's the thing I love about you, Tim, is you have a sense of humor. So you can, like, have those coming to Jesus talks, like, get it together, but also, like... <laughs> exactly. So tell us one thing, and, you know, we'll go deeper into who you are and what you do, but what's one thing that's really juicy and exciting for you right now? Okay, so... Before the juicy and exciting, I want to say that me and my team, you know, we dialogue about all the projects we're, we're doing. And one of our favorite people in the world is you. Oh. And I mean it, mean it, mean it. And I, I meant it and, and knew it even before I read your book. And you know this, that I keep your book like literally right on my desk because it reminds me of how life can really turn your setbacks into comebacks. And so you are, you are one of my favorites, your personality, your way, the fact you're a good mother, the fact that you're a fighter, uh, what you're doing for other people. So I want to say that that's, thank you. That that's so how much. I feel. Yes. Oh, thank so, you. Well, that's juicy and exciting to me. <laughs> so. that's, that's juicy and exciting. So I'm going to tell you that I, I think very different than I used to. Like, juicy and exciting to me is to be in the moment. Like, uh, I go to the gym probably six days a week, and a lot of that is I used to battle with depression. I would go speak to, like, thousands and thousands of people at nighttime and wake up just feeling like crap. Hmm. And so it was actually the Smokey Robinson that said to me, uh, that he was battling the same thing at one time and he started just going straight to the gym because you go from such a high of entertaining, right? Yeah. To this low of waking up. And so to me, I love the fact that I'm going to the gym. I love the fact that I'm in the moment. I love the fact that I'm just enjoying like the people around me. So that's what's juicy and exciting for me. I love that. But you know what you said about feeling this high and then going down low. Number one, I never heard you say that you had battled with depression. So um, I just, it's surprising. Like you never know. I have battled with it. I know a lot of my listeners, clients and community have as well. But I think what you just said is like just going back and monitoring that biochemistry. 100%. And the thing is, in fairness to us, is that who knows what our mother had, what our father had. So it's not like I tried to like order um, depression from Life's Diner. Right. And, you know, as I reflect and, and, and look, you know, back when I was a childhood, a child, um, man, I was funny. I was happy. I was a dancer. I was an athlete. 
but I would wake up depressed sometimes at 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. And, and I now have figured out that a lot of it is it's chemical, no doubt yeah. about it. You know, with Tim, he has a church, for anyone that doesn't know, Congregation Church. And yeah. you also, I've seen you speak in this huge arena. How many people were in the MGM arena when you spoke for World Financial? Yeah, that was a 32,000-person 30, gig. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was, like, that speech lit me up. My friend Annabelle that came, she was lit up. I mean, that's a performance, right? So you're performing. I always say that, like, speaking and performing that way is kind of like an athlete. Yeah, I'm a performer, and I've been doing it a long time. You know, I started at the age 20 is when I started to speak, and I, I went to seminary. So I was speaking in some churches, and then I was also doing, like, a lot of inner-city work where I'd go into different cities and speak. And then I started doing that overseas in a lot of third-world nations starting at the age of, like, 21, 22, 23, but, you know, Nicole, by the time I was 24, I was speaking to upwards to eight, nine, ten thousand. 10,000. At 27, I spoke to 35,000. At 28, I spoke to 85,000 at one time in Indonesia. Wow. So I got out there fast. You got out there fast. How, what was the transition? Because I don't even know this. What was the transition from you going to seminary, speaking at churches, to now coaching and supporting some of the biggest names in Hollywood and like yeah. really in this world? So I say this, that some things in life you decide and some things you discover. And I think that we're so caught up in the decision. What's the decision? What's the decision? What's the choice? Because every day we're hit with choices and decisions and we need to make sure we stop, look, and listen, and make the right ones, okay? Mm -hmm. But some things in our lives, as you know, we didn't even decide, we just kind of discovered. And so with, with, with me, my life just started to unfold, and like I started getting these little breaks. And Oprah Winfrey said something really cool to me. She says, Tim, I love how you say that life is not just one big break, it's a series of mini breaks. Hmm. One of the mini breaks I got was when I was in my early 20s, uh, a big star from an area where you are right now. He played for the Philadelphia Eagles. His name was Reggie White. Hmm. Reggie White, the great football player, called me up and said, hey, heard about you. Would like you to speak at this chapel service. I spoke at a chapel service, and the players really liked it. He started booking me in all these chapel services. It went from that to a lot of the athletes saying, can you life coach me? Mm. You know what? This was like before life coaching was popular. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking a long time ago. Yeah. And so it moved me into this whole life coaching thing. That was discovery. Then it went into doing it with the celebrities. Gotcha. And then you do work in the recovery space. How did I, you end up over there? I do. Well, you know, recovery is in our DNA. I got royalty in my DNA to quote Kendrick Lamar. But <laughs> yeah. I have substance abuse in my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so you got to be aware, right? Yeah. But so my father struggled with it. Uh, my brother struggled with it. And so, you know, I decided that I wanted to make a, a difference in that space. And I became known as the comeback coach to the stars by working with a lot of stars that you know about. Mm 
And so I began to just speak at rehab centers, uh, rehabilitation conferences, Rock for Recovery, things of that nature. And then it just really took off for me. So that's a big part of my life right now. Like a, I would say as high as 20% of my life is in the recovery world. Wow. And I love the saying that you've said to me before, and I, it's stuck with me. And I think, you know, I've shared it with some people. Is this, you're always in recovery. What is that saying that you say? Yeah, you're in recovery and discovery at all times. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit, because I think that's really powerful. Okay. So what happens is that every one of us have had life interruptions. So it could could be molestation as a child. It could be your parents' divorce. It could be an illness. It could be a breakup as you get older. So you've had these life interruptions that take you into what I call the recovery zone. If you're not careful, you'll spend so much time in the recovery zone that you will miss your discovery zone. Because the recovery zone takes you inward, inward, inward. You're working on your recovery. Where the discovery is where you're headed next, okay? The beautiful things that are manifesting and unfolding. So it's important to know you can go through recovery and discovery at the same time. So like right now I I have great things going on in my life, but also I have about three challenging things going on. Right. But I'm not going to stop the great things to deal with the three challenging things. That's so powerful because I find that, especially when someone starts going down the path of like the spiritual work or, you know, processing, you're in a space of processing and people tend to stay in the processing. And even today I was talking to a client. She's like, I thought I was over these things, but I'm not. Yes. And it goes right back to what you're saying. And I love how you're saying like, you can be great over here, but there's still going to be this challenge that's unfolding over here. Yeah. So you have to become very intentional about staying in the discovery zone. And for me, uh, I watch probably one to two interviews of somebody every day. Mm. So I like to watch like what Pharrell Williams is up to. I like to see what Jay-Z is up to. I like to see what great artists are up to. I watch TED Talks. I want to see what Richard Branson's up to. So literally every day of my life, I watch one to two interviews. When I wake up super early in the morning, even before I go to the gym, I probably watch a 30-minute interview almost every morning before I even go to the gym. I love that. So that's like one of your key rituals. Yeah, and because it, it takes me into the discovery zone, when you start hearing how like um, someone like a Pharrell Williams was, you know, met his friend Chad and they started NERD, they didn't know if it was going to work. They were just putting out music. Man, that stirs up the discovery side of me. Yeah, Mm because then it gets you thinking, like, what are you out there not just discovering or allowing yourself to even play with or be curious with? Yeah, and so this is kind of cool, and I've never said it this way, is that I think that what I do is I kind of invade uh, the, like, if I feel fatigue uh, or maybe even wake up feeling a little bit depressed, I'll kind of invade that space by watching an interview and it's, it, it, it seems to stir me up and help get me out of that funky place. Yeah. I actually do the same. 
Like if I'm feeling funky, I just throw on something on the YouTube on my TV. And I notice that at some point it just kind of sinks in. It starts, it starts pulling me somewhere else <laughs> that I need to be in. Yeah. And I do that with music too. And I know you like music. Yeah. I remember you were telling me some songs the day that I was crying. <laughs> you were like, play this song. Yeah, what play was the song, song you told me? What was the song you, you told me? And you quit making that cry. So this is, this is really funny. One thing that got me to actually hire Tim. So how I met Tim was at Chris Harder's mastermind. Chris is coming on in a few weeks and I met him at the mastermind. He was talking over dinner and it was awesome talk. And it was going into some of the people you've coached. But one thing that was like the like highlight for me that was like, Oh, this is my, this is my kind of person. You said that you don't have to go chasing. Like it's yeah. all unfolding for you. And yeah. like in, in LA, I feel like there's so much at that time I was feeling like this pressure of so much chase yes and i was like oh you're speaking to me so let's talk about that yeah to chase means like you are on this conquest to you know to grab something and um i remember telling oprah winfrey in her back bar, backyard i said that i don't believe in chasing your dreams i believe in cooperating with what heaven has already said mm. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that every one of us has been spoken over, whether you want to call it the universe or heaven or however you want to call it. I believe that, you know, even with you, Nicole, we've had this talk since you were little, you knew you were going to do something that was meaningful at least. Right. Yeah. And so I think that heaven speaks over us. So I don't want to chase anything. I want to cooperate. So I'm cooperating with the fact that I'm a writer, that I do movies, that I do plays, that I do TV shows, that I speak. I'm simply cooperating, and that takes a hell of a lot of pressure off me. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm cooperating, and I'm enjoying the journey. Yeah. What do you tell someone that just feels like, I mean, because you coach a lot of people that are high-level entrepreneurs, when someone feels like they're frustrating, things aren't happening fast enough. I mean, I feel like that's what you feel like when you're in the chase, but- what would you tell someone? Like, what's that, there's stop, look, and listen kind of vibe there? Okay, you got to just go back to the principles. And the principles are to work the program, okay? You got to work the program. So you have different parts of your life. You have your physical. So that's like, you know, Pilates, yoga, exercise, breathing, walking. So that's part of your life. So that's part of the principle. Another thing is education where you got to fill your mind and your spirit with the right things every day. Also the power of partnership. That's also part of your principles. So what I say is work the principles every single day and the principles will begin to work for you. I love that. I can, I can get anybody out of a funky place if they'll cooperate. I love I'm that. I'm not even joking. I mean, people that, that your listeners know who have, they, they don't know what they've been through because we didn't let it out there and it's not on TMZ. But give me anybody in the funkiest of spots. Yeah. If they work the principles, I can help them get out. I love that. And it's like, that just, it just shows. And I think that's why you're, you know, you're known for this whole setback talk. Like, yes. you know, the comeback. And it's because when we really are willing, but sometimes we do need that partner. Sometimes we do need that person to be the guiding light. What do you think about that? I would say every time. Yeah. I think 
isolation can get you in so much trouble that it's almost like a cat trying to chase its tail where it's just like the circular motion of you're trying to get out, but it's like a cat chasing its tail and you just, you can't really grasp it. Uh, the power of partnership is so, so, so important. It's important in exercise. It's important in taking walks. It's important in getting through a dilemma. It's important in, in figuring out what's next. And that's what one thing I'm so excited about, Nicole, the way you're sharing your story is that you're doing it in book form. You're doing it in podcast, obviously, but you're also taking it to so many other dimensions like, um, you know, your, 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 your speaking, your events, your one-on-ones, your retreats. And so, yeah, you're, you're amplifying your message. And I love that. Yeah. I feel like for me, I, I, if I'm not in service or some way, shape or form, if I'm not using these gifts, it feels like suffering in a way. Um, so that's just me. And I don't know if it's some weird obsession or if it's just like life moving through me saying, do your work. <laughs> But that's just where I'm at. If I could say this, you can become the right person, have the right plan, but then you have to have the right partners. Yeah. And so we work so much on the person, which we should, like our person, who we are. Yeah. And then we work so much on the plan. But, you know, for the year, you know, 2019, let's really pay attention to our partners and our partners need to have a similar mindset and they have to have similar motives. Similar mindset, similar motives. So important. It's so important. So important. Because like, like you know, if you guys don't know it, Nicole is like just exploding right now. And so she has to be around people that, think it's okay for her to just take off and do phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. You get around people who are not okay with that. It's going to affect you. Absolutely. So the mindset and then the motives. So like, you know, sure. I go out there and I make great money for speaking and all that, but I also go speak for free. I coach some people for free. I'm in inner city stuff for free. I go on mission ships for free. Yeah. So, you know, my motive has never been about money. Yeah. My motive is about bringing change. I love that. And it, I mean, you have a church, so there's so many people that must come up to you and like, just, I mean, that's holding such a container. It seems like I've never run a church, but it just seems yeah. like that's such a space and to hold that kind of container for people is, has a life of its own an energy of its own different than speaking. Yeah. And I know, I know you've been to Agape and uh, Michael Beckwith is my good friend. And I feel that like our church, it's called the congregation, is a church where people come from all these different faiths. My faith is Christianity. So I'm really into like the Jesus style, but I don't believe that Jesus was a, a, a judge of anybody. He walked in love, still walks in love. So I really enjoyed this whole thing where I'm at this thing called the congregation in Orange County every Sunday and I do it for absolutely free. Like, you know, money comes in through people's donations yes. and I will never take a salary. Even as this church gets, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, I'm not taking a salary because to me, it's my give back 
And what I love is freaking working. Yeah. So working because people need a community. Oh yeah. People need a community of people that just say, Hey, wow, we're with you. We're behind you. Even if it's not verbal, you could just feel it from people. Yeah. I loved your church. I went to your church. Um, it was like up until when I left, but that was when I actually decided to work with you because I met you at the dinner and I was like, okay, this is good, but I I'm doing these things and my book tour and whatever, I'm going to do these things. And then Sarah brought me to church and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to sign up for it. And when I I get back from Bali, we're going to start coaching. (laughs) But what I like about your church and it's kind of, it's allowed me because I don't identify as Christian, but I have to tell you like ever since, uh, especially when my mom passed, I've just been like loving all the sermons, Christian. <laughs> and I've been sharing all the things and I'm sure some people are probably give me the side eye. But like, I love that I don't have that like barrier. I can just listen to whatever I want. And I like that about you, Tim, because it doesn't feel like with you that there's a right or wrong. It's just like a an, an energy of like coming back home to truth kind of thing. I think we're all evolving. We're all growing. And, um, you know, it's, people come from so many different uh, backgrounds and we need to respect those. You know, truth is truth. And, and I am a person who pays attention to truth. I look, I look at people like, you know, some of Gandhi's teaching, look at what he, he did. And I mean, I look at people like Nelson Mandela. I mean, what he did by walking in love to help change an entire country and how much does this world need love right now? Mm. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a searcher. I'm a, I'm a person who listens and, and grows. And I'm a person who actually really enjoys life. Have you figured that out that I really enjoy life? Yeah. And I was hating on it a little bit when I saw you posting yesterday, how you're just not a cold weather person and you're like on a balcony over the ocean. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I was cracking up that you, (laughs) that you hit me back on that, which was kind of nice because I know you're busy. But yeah, that was, uh, I was, I was hanging out with two different clients and I coached some really cool clients that will sometimes say, Hey, uh, why don't you just come to this area? I'll put you up in an amazing room and then we can coach for a few hours the next day. And that's what happened on this particular trip to Laguna Beach stayed at a great place overlooking the ocean and when was the last time you went to sleep with the real sound of the ocean? When I, when I say the real, because you can yeah. get the sound of the ocean on your phone. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> For me, it was May because when I, I went to Hawaii and I actually had like a room right on the beach. But wow. um, yeah, I mean, I lived at the beach on the marina in Marina del Rey, but I heard more of helicopters and sirens living there <laughs> than oh. in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it is such a, I love the beach and I, I miss it. So that's why I was joking with you. I was giving you a hard time yesterday because I'm like, you're just like, yeah, I'm just not a cold weather person. I'm like over here, meanwhile, layered up and no ocean. <laughs> so it was cute. You know, one of the things I want to talk about if you're open to it. Yeah, I'm open to talking about anything. I want to I talk about why me and you are okay in our own space. Because I noticed that about you as well. Like, um, like I'm not married. You're not married, right? Yeah, no. Okay. No, that's it. And, <laughs> you know, it's an, it's an interesting thing. Like, people always are trying to, like, set me up or, you know, why are you not married? And it's, it's interesting how 
I'm okay when I'm not dating somebody. I'm okay in my own space. Yeah. Okay. Why are you okay in your own space? Um, you know, for me, I just feel, hey, I really enjoy being with myself. I like the time to process what I'm thinking, what's mine, what's not mine. Um, I feel like there's a lot of discovery going on and things that I'm really excited about. And unless there's someone that's so amazing that they pull me away from that, I really don't want to like purposely pull my attention away to look for something that I don't feel like I'm missing. I love that. And I think that that's important for our listeners to hear today. Yeah. Because I think there's so much pressure like to be partnered up. Yeah. Oh God, there's a lot. And sometimes it makes you feel like it, there's something wrong with you because you're not doing it. And it's funny because I have an amazing client right now. She's going to know who she is when she hears this because she listens to this, but oh, yeah. she came to me for a relationship. She was like, I feel like I'm not open to a relationship. And after two weeks of working together, she realizes that her friends were pressuring her into like, why aren't you married yet? Why don't you date? And she actually ended up starting a podcast, launched a business, and it's working. All of it's working. <laughs> and she was like, I feel so alive and fulfilled. And I just really feel like, as you said about like life is going to unfold and we are going, it's already planned out for us. I feel like the person I'm meant to partner with, whether it's one person or two people or how many in the, in the course of my lifetime, that they're already here. And yeah. that when, I, when I'm meant to meet them, I'll meet them. I'm not going to go looking because I don't feel like anything's missing. Yes. I, I, I like that way of thinking because, again, it comes back to what we said earlier about you could be the right person with the right plan. If you put the wrong partner in your life, it can take you to the wrong place. And then create entanglements in your life that sometimes take a long time to untie. Yeah. Well, so I think what we're saying to people that are not in relationships, you know, like maybe some of your friends, maybe this season is a season that life is trying to speak to you about growing, right. learning, but also enjoying, enjoying your own um, space. And, and, and enjoying just being with yourself. And the thing is, is when, like, we don't have to, when we notice that, I think this is a great practice too. And I can remember, like, let's say, like, five years ago, I would have thought, like, at the holidays, I always felt like something was missing. Like, my family wasn't right. My partnership wasn't right. I was a single mom. And it's so funny because now I'm, like, thinking of, I'm so excited about this. I'm so good about this. And it doesn't mean my life's perfect, but for anyone that's feeling like there is a lack it's, it's a beautiful place to explore. And like one of the things you say, Tim, is when we're feeling down or if things are slow, you always say like it's a library. I'm, I might be messing up your quotes, but <laughs> it's like the library of life where you go into your uh, library. You just said that perfectly. And I'm, okay. I'm kind of getting excited that you really do listen. Of course I listen. <laughs> yeah, so, so I say it's, it's in my teaching that sometimes you got to get left before you get right. Yes. And then, you know, to be right is to be apropos, Jermaine, in the groove. Oh, my God, my life's so right. Everything's amazing. Even my dog is acting perfect. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. So that my life is right. But sometimes your life is left. It's funky. It's rejected. You're breaking out. You're hormonal. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. Okay. But in the left, your left is a library and a sanctuary. Yeah. Sometimes life will take you left to get you ready for your right. The, the left is a library of learning and growing 
and it is a sanctuary of getting to know ourselves and going deeper in the spiritual terrain. And we both have been left, haven't we? Me and you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's one reason I really so identify with your story. And I told you that because we're such good friends that I really had some hard times in your book. Yeah. Just to just see what you really had to go through was was difficult for me to read. And do you feel that from some of your other friends? Do they talk about the same thing? Um, yeah. I mean, everyone, my close friends that read it said that they cried, um, even though they know. And some people just haven't read it. And I understand that it could be triggering and they just rather read something that's like inspirational. Okay. <laughs> you know? Can I tell you why they should read it? So Yeah. Tell the reason, them. <laughs> the, reason, the reason you should read her book about this whole, the life is shifting is that because it's, a, it's an amazing story of how life interruptions will come. And sometimes the waves of life interruptions can come and come and hit and hit and hit and hit and seem like they can so break you that you're going to be finished. But right when Nicole could have been finished, she was not finished. And so somehow, some way, somehow, some way, somehow, some way, she found a way where there was no way, which I do believe that it was the higher power. I believe it was God. I do and, too. And that you found a way where there was no way. So you, you, have to, you have to read the story and feel the pain to understand the mess that became the message. I love that. And it's like earlier where you asked me, and this is to anyone when you ask me, well, didn't you know when you were younger if something that you were going to do something great? And I have to say like when I was younger, younger, yes. But there were periods where I did not think there was going to be anything great from my life. And there's probably other people right now that are in that season that are like, I can't see how I can get myself out of this. Yes. What would you say is the first thing for them to do right now? I think, I think one of the things to do, and, and this is a, a really cool assignment that you want, may want to go back to. I like to have people go back to their pictures, like their school pictures. I just did this literally two weeks ago at my mother's house. My mother has been so organized with my life. This is very unusual. I got pictures from kindergarten all the way to my senior year of high school that are in one binder that my mother has. That's very unusual. Would you not agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you can find some pictures of yourself, even from like first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, you know, some of you will be missing teeth. Some it's like, well, how did my ears get so big? Or yeah, hair oh, sticking oh, up. You know, <laughs> what went on with my hair? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> one of the things that you'll probably see in most cases is you'll see some form of expectation whether it be in your eyes or your mannerisms or your shyness, you'll see expectation. I like to take clients back to childhood by making them look at pictures and even many times carrying the picture around. I've got so many clients doing this. Yeah. I even do it. So I have a picture of myself on my phone, right? From when I was younger. And if I'm in a good mood, I'll look at it. If I'm in a funky mood, I'll look at it. 
boom, it triggers me back to a place of hope. Mm. So it's very important to be triggered back to the place of hope. That's a good start. You know what's interesting about that is my childhood photos kind of make me feel sad. Yes. Not hopeful. Mm-hmm. So I think that we would have to then, in this case, I still think it's good to look at them because yeah. then you say, thank God I'm not where I was. Yeah. So that, then it becomes that saying, I may not be what I want to be, but thank God it's, I'm not what I used to be. Okay? Yeah. So, so I would still look at childhood photos for how far you've come. But then the other assignment that I do is find me a picture of you as an adult where you were really having a moment. Yeah. A so bad for, moment or a good moment? <laughs> sorry about that. A good moment. Okay. Okay. So for some, like a guy, we did this probably three weeks ago. It was him carrying a surfboard uh, in Hawaii and a friend of his took the picture. He didn't know it. It's a phenomenal picture because he sent it to me. Yeah. So for other, for somebody else who was graduating, getting their master's degree, and this was from like a 40 year old, but they said that was such a big deal because they had to bust their butt to, to get there. Okay. Yeah. So I think we all have had some moments as adults that will trigger us back to those better times. Oh yeah. What would, and also I would say going back to the photo and the way I feel about my photo, I think it's still worth doing the exercise for anyone that feels that way, just because there's still so much beauty and things that come from all of the times that maybe were sad or hurtful or, you know, so it's worth looking at. But when you said that, I just thought of one of my photos and it was like, that makes me feel sad. <laughs> but I'm forgetting, are we visual and audio or just? No, just audio. Okay, so I'm looking at some photos right now that are in my office, okay? Because mm -hmm. so, I was going to show it. So one of, one of the photos in my office is me sitting down next to Stevie Wonder on his piano bench. But what you have to understand, I was on his piano bench for over two hours, okay? So the Stevie Wonder, it's past midnight. The guy who is his, like, assistant slash bodyguard says, hey, I'm getting tired. Do you mind? I'm going to rest on the couch. Okay. I go, no, we're good. And so Stevie starts saying, Tim, what do, what do, what do you want me to play? And so I'm like, can you play ribbon in the sky? And he goes, he goes, yes. Yes. Can you play boom? Can you play this? And these Stevie wonder is just playing these hits, right? Yeah. And then he goes, okay, now let me play some that I really like. I'm like, this is like such a moment. I am sitting on this bench with the Stevie Wonder, who's my real friend, having this moment. I keep that picture because I remember when I was eight and I used to listen to Stevie Wonder, right? Yeah. And now to be friends and have these kind of experiences, that's a nice trigger. That's amazing. It's a good trigger. I was going to ask you. What was your what was your photo like? What was your highlight? And then you already answered the question. Yeah, oh. the, the Stevie Wonder photo makes me super happy because it's like I I had this statement where I say you can go from nowhere to now here. Hmm. 
So you can go from where it feels like you're in no man's land or no woman's land. Like, you know what? Crap is just not happening. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're on Stevie Wonder's bench. So, you know, when you're, when you're a kid, you're not thinking, you know, someday I'm going to be interviewed by the smartest minds in the world. You yeah. know, someday I'm going to travel to 75 countries of the world, which I have. Someday I'm going to be invited by, you know, presidents of different countries and hang out at their mansions and drink tea. I didn't see that coming. So, yeah. you know, that's a beautiful thing about this life we're living. It is. It's, it's just like, no matter where you are, there's always this, this hope that you can find. If you can just find it, you never know what's on the other side of a minute, an hour. And I love that. And you never know from the relationships that you're going to meet, like what's just going to come. And there's just so much, magic and all of that. And, you know, Tim, you're going to be one of the first interviews that play in 2019, which is awesome because, yep. you know, to get people right for the new year. What is one thing that you can offer to people besides checking out your app and listening to you on YouTube and all those things? Um, and your Instagram stories are, are entertaining. So I always like people to follow you over there. But what is one thing for the new year you can just give someone, offer them some advice or um, a tool, something that can just start them in this, you know, place yeah. of hope and all okay, that. 100%. So because of my spiritual background, I got to go to a scripture, but it's going to relate to you. Yeah. So there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, forget about the negative former things. And do not dwell on your past. The word dwell there means to meditate or to ponder. So forget about the former things. So number one, it's okay to forget. See, some of you guys think you got to just like hold on to it, keep telling the story of what an idiot the person was that you used to. <laughs> no, you need to like sever some of that going into yeah. 219. Forget about the former things. Do not dwell on the past. For behold, the word behold there means look up and pay attention. Okay, mm. this is so powerful. Because you've been through so much, some of you, you need to behold. You need to look up and pay attention. You take a little kid to Disneyland, and they know the fireworks are coming on at 930 at night, and maybe they're waiting there, and they're positioned, and they're looking up in the sky, 10 minutes, five minutes before those fireworks, they are beholding. They won't even look, take their eyes down to look anywhere else. They are beholding. Yeah. Why? Because they're expecting something. Ooh. Forget about the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Behold, doggone it. Look up and pay attention and expect. Expect something amazing to hit your 2019. That's my word for you. Oh, my gosh. Freaking amazing is going to hit your life. Expect it. I love that. I love that analogy. I, I can see the kids doing that, and it's so true. And that kind of energy of just listening and paying attention is so powerful. They won't even look around. <laughs> you could offer them a churro at that time. <laughs> they don't even want to eat it. That's hilarious. They, That's they have been waiting for those fireworks. They are looking up, beholding. Look up, pay attention, behold, expect. Life is about to do something really big, really damn big. 
You know, it, that reminds me of something that you said that just kind of like went all through me. It was like, uh, hell yes, at the, at the thing in LA or in Vegas, when I flew out to watch you talk there, you yes. said, you're walking around Costco with this little shopping cart, like upgrade your shopping cart. You need to go bigger <laughs> with what you're asking for. And oh, I was God. like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go yeah. bigger with what I'm asking for. Yeah, like if you go to like a Trader Joe's, they got like really regular shopping carts. <laughs> At Costco, they're big because they want you to buy in bulk. And so upgrade your shopping cart, Costco size your shopping cart for 2019. Get ready for a lot of really amazing, unique items to hit your cart. Like... <laughs> You know, like for me and Nicole, we got a lot of unique, exciting items coming. Uh, she's going to have even more unique things happening. They're going to even blow her away. No doubt about it. And Nicole, it's not your fault. You're just chosen. So oh. sorry about that. Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm Deal sorry with about that. But see, we have to push our cart, though. And I think that's the thing is like you have to push the cart. You got to be willing to push the cart. You got to expect the things to come in the cart. We just don't know what they're going to be. So, yeah. Push the cart. Tim, let's leave it at that because I love those those visuals and I love that energy. Tell people where they can find you, even though everything's going to be in the notes, but just guide us to where we need to go to find all your good stuff. Okay, so timstory.com. So it's S-T-O-R-E-Y. So Tim, T-I-M-S-T-O-R-E-Y.com. We have, a, we have an app that I like. It's called the Utmost App. It's about, it's Utmost App with Tim Story. And then we do live coaching, but that's limited because I only have so much time. But still, you should look into it. And Nicole knows that it's I did it. changing stuff. Yeah. yeah, I did it. I would say my favorite thing about working with Tim was that I knew that I was I know that we're going to talk. And like Tim, he's talking about the, the supersize your shopping cart. I know that I need to go bigger. And it just was a reminder of like, am I playing small? Am I showing up as my highest and best self? So. I just loved meeting with you and having that guidance of like, you know, that energy. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because I know we're about to finish. When and where can we get your apparel? I saw My apparel. It's not for sale yet. I'm testing it out. <laughs> I saw a sneak peek of it. Yeah. It looks super, super good. So just know everybody that's listening, she's coming out with new apparel and it's super, super good. I'm really excited about it. I'm first, I'm sending some to my friends. I'm giving some out as like a Christmas giveaway on Christmas. And then it's going to be at my live event, probably on my site. But um, yeah, that's where, that's where we're at. Life is good. Life is good. I'm excited. So Tim, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and just making the time out of your schedule to share this time with me and my listeners. We appreciate you. You're very welcome. And there you have it, my friends. I want to know, what's your favorite takeaway from today's show? I love when you share your highlights from the show. Be sure to tag me when you share so I can give you a proper shout out. If you haven't already, subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review because your feedback, it really means the world to me. Until next time, remember to harmonize your hustle.